Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at some of the NBA questions that I have um, for each team, uh, one question per team, and how I would answer those questions. So these are some of the potential big um, issues, potential big trades, players who could be on the market, uh, you know, how teams are going to do during the season. And so basically I'm going to look at all of that and see what makes uh, the most sense and how I would kind of go about answering some of these questions um, and, you know, kind of go from from there. And uh, let's get started. So this is going to be just based on how I saw it in the standings. So we're going to go with the East and the West, and this is just um, looking at it from that direction. So first is the Philadelphia 76ers. Will they trade Ben Simmons? So, will Philly, will they trade Ben Simmons? Now, the easy answer is, I think they've been waiting for a bigger name to come out there. And I think a lot of the offers they've gotten have been players who aren't big names. It's been more rebuilding um, type offers. For example, Golden State or Sacramento or whatever. They're probably offering something that's not a veteran, a star, you know, I think Philadelphia is waiting for the Bradley Beal kind of pin drop, the Damian Lillard pin drop, even C.J. McCollum. I think there's probably been conversations on that front, and it just hasn't escalated. I think Philadelphia has very high standards for Ben Simmons, even though most of the league, I feel like, looks at him as an offensive liability, which I think it's hard to see Ben Simmons get traded unless one side kind of gives a little bit. And what I mean by that is if we're going to use the example of C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. Now, maybe they want to make this trade because they have Norm Powell. They have, um, you know, Damian Lillard. They could use another defensive wing. Um, You could put him at the three or the four, and Ben Simmons can be in that starting lineup over there. Maybe Philadelphia feels like that's not enough of a package, and some point... You're going to have to kind of take this situation and say, look, we're not going to get the greatest package for him because of his liabilities. We should accept what's the best available. Or another team's going to have to pony up, right? If Philadelphia is not budging, then either they keep Ben Simmons or they wait for the the right package, which who knows. So I think he's probably not going to get traded right now. But eventually, once they realize that the Damian Lillard-Bradley Beal situation isn't going to come, then they're going to maybe look to kind of downgrade their package to maybe something that's draft picks and young players and then, you know, go from there. Brooklyn Nets. Is being healthy more important than being the number one seed in the East? So I think if things go right, Brooklyn can be the number one seed in the East and can be the favorites going into the Eastern Conference playoffs. But here's the thing. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie are all injury-prone basketball players who are on the court every single night that they can and that's not something you want for a playoff run and so last playoffs they weren't as good because of the injuries maybe this year they might value health over being the number one seed in the east meaning they might take games off for Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James Harden just so they can get healthy you know get 100% by the time the first round of the playoffs come because If you have three superstars and you have a team that's a three seed or a four seed in the East, and then you get healthy and you're ready to go for the playoffs, you could go far, right? But if you're, let's say, 
I don't know, a one seed and you cobbled in there because you forced your players, it's not going to be a good look, right? So to me, I think they're probably, or they should be valuing the health of their players over just having the best season they can. And if they can go into the playoffs with a good group and a healthy group, that'll be a better situation for the long term. Milwaukee Bucks, question, can they go back-to-back? Can they win another championship? I think it's possible. I think the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference are better. And legitimately, you have, in my opinion, Brooklyn and the Bucks, and I think Miami can win a championship. I think Philly could win a championship. I think in the Western Conference, Phoenix has a shot. The Lakers have a shot. I think Utah has a shot. You know, there are a lot of teams where you could argue they have a good enough chance to make the finals and win so I don't think it's a sure thing they can go back to back but they got a good shot compared to everyone else they're up there in terms of a team that's considered the best or one of the best in the NBA New York Knicks what is their best and worst outcome so the best outcome for the New York Knicks which I don't think this will happen is Eastern Conference Finals the worst outcome is missing the playoffs And I think the most logical outcome is losing in the first round or second round. Um, The Knicks will probably be a 5-6 seed, somewhere around there, maybe. So losing in the first round is probably where I see them uh, as a most logical outcome. But you never know. Kemba could be great if he's healthy. Fournier could be a good piece. They got good role players. Who knows? But I think first round is probably where they go. Best outcome is Eastern Conference Finals. Worst outcome is missing the playoffs. Atlanta Hawks. What do they need to do to be top five in the Eastern Conference? Um, So here's my opinion. I think there are a handful of teams that are better than the Hawks. Philly, Brooklyn, the Bucks, the Knicks, and uh, Miami, and Chicago are all better than the Hawks, in my opinion. I could even argue the Celtics could be better than um, the Hawks, but we're not going to say that. So there's at least six teams that are, you know, better in my opinion than the Hawks, and to be top five in the East, they have to have a great season. John Collins has to take a step forward where he's close to, if not an all-star. Trey Young has to take a step forward and repeat his all-star birth, and then you need very good play out of all of your role players. You need on Kongwu to step up and have a bigger role than last year and be a better, you know, lottery pick than he was. And so I don't know if they can be a top five in the East, but they need things to go right from all their players. They need DeAndre Hunter to take a step forward, Cam Reddish, etc. And Golinari, Bogdanovich, and the you know veterans have to do um, their part as well. Miami Heat, are they the favorites in the Eastern Conference? They are not the favorites, but they're in the top three. Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Miami are my top three, and wouldn't be surprised if uh, they are the number one seed, but I don't know if they're the favorites in the East. I would probably say the Bucks are the favorites in the East just because they won last year and their team is just as good. So probably that's the case. Bucks are, um, in my opinion, number one, Brooklyn number two, and Miami number three. So I wouldn't say they're the favorites in the East, but they have a good chance to win a championship and could win a championship in the near future. Moving on to the Boston Celtics, and my question for them is, can the Celtics be successful with just Tatum, Brown, and role players, or do they need a third star? So I think this season is a good test of that, because I feel like 
the Celtics have two players in Tatum and Brown and a bunch of great role players, unlike they did last year. They have, you know, Peyton Pritchard, who stepped up, Nesmith, who stepped up in Summer League. They have Josh Richardson, Ennis Cantor's back. Chris Dunn, if he sticks around, is a good role player. You know, they have a bunch of great, you know, solid pieces to help out their core. And they also added Dennis Schroeder for a very good price. And I think if he can average like 13 points a game, you can't complain by that. I think this is a good season to see what it's like with Tatum and Brown because you haven't really had this two-man juggernaut because you've tried Gordon Hayward, you've tried Al Horford, um, who's back but not as good as he was in the first stint. And you have Kyrie and you have Isaiah Thomas and you've kind of played with a bunch of role players and sort of what you tried to have three stars but now you just have two, and so I think this season's a good test of that. If it works out and they have a great season, then they might decide to keep this thing rolling. But they added a bunch of players and kind of re-signed them to longer deals just so they can have guys to trade. And so I expect that this season doesn't go the way they want it to. And let's say they're you know, fighting for the playing game and they just barely squeak in and lose in the first round. Then they're going to try and go for that third star, and probably Bradley Beal is the best available name. Just because you have already Tatum, who's friends with him, Brown, who's a great player, and Bradley Beal comes in and would help. And there really isn't any other big name, unless Damian Lillard becomes available or Carl Anthony Towns, which Towns isn't leaving. I know a lot of Celtics fans want Towns in uh, Boston, which I would love that, and he's probably the best fit, but you're just not going to get that because he's not on the move. But I think this is a good season to be like, hey, if we get it right, we'll keep this thing rolling. If we don't, we'll get a superstar or try for one and go from there. Because I think Bradley Beal would be open to coming to Boston. And I think the fact that he's friends with Tatum, they can convince him to you know, opt out, sign with the Celtics in some sort of sign-in trade. Washington Wizards. What do the Wizards need to do to ensure that Bradley Beal is going to be happy and stay long-term? So getting rid of Russell Westbrook on paper is something that you might think, okay, well, they don't want Bradley Beal to stick around because they got rid of their best second option. But in theory, Westbrook cost $44 million. He was taking up a lot of cap space. He was not the greatest for what they needed. And so if they could go out and find other pieces to kind of get them to be a better team, then that was kind of their game plan. And so for, um, for the Wizards, the best way for them to keep Beal around is just win which I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, and I actually think Bradley Beal is going to leave. And I know he's loyal to Washington, and he's been there from the beginning, but you're not going to want to sit there. You're you know, 27, 28 years old, the prime of your career. You have arguably probably five good years left before you actually start declining because if you're 28 and you uh, go to 33, then you kind of hit that you know down slope. And so you got to get something out of this. And I think Bradley Beal is a great player, but he wants to win a championship just like everyone else. And in some cases, you have to leave to win a championship, right? LeBron loved Cleveland and played there from 2003 until he left for Miami. And if he had kept staying there, he wouldn't have probably won a championship um, with that team. He had to leave to win a championship. What the Cleveland Cavaliers offered wasn't what was good enough to win a championship at that time. The Wizards can't get you a championship. It's time to leave. But if they want to really keep him around and keep him happy, then they should have probably, you know, keyed him in on some of these coaching decisions. 
because with the Celtics, they wanted Udoka because Tatum Brown, Marcus Smart gave the okay. A lot of big-name guys want to be involved in these coaching situations because they're the ones who have to deal with the person. So I don't think there's anything really they can do except win, which it's very hard in the Eastern Conference for them to do. Indiana Pacers, are they going to keep this group together or are they going to break it up? So they've been sticking with Turner, Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren for a while now. And they got rid of Oladipo and brought in Karius Levert. They got some good role players. But my question is how long is it going to be before they decide to kind of, you know, trade away some of these pieces? Maybe Turner goes, maybe Sabonis goes, maybe TJ Warren goes, maybe Brogdon. Like, they don't have a true point guard, because Brogdon is more of a two who plays the point guard because they don't have a starter. I think, you know, they're going to try another season, and maybe they kind of start from scratch. But Eastern Conference is so competitive that it's very hard to see them having a good enough season where you can say, yeah, they're going to have a playoff season, they're going to be great, and it's going to work out. They might have to make some changes, and they might have to go down this road of rebuilding. I don't know if that's where um, Rick Carlisle wants to be, but... You might have to do something in that uh, regard uh, if it gets to the point. Next up, Hornets. How good will uh, LaMelo Ball be next year? So, I think LaMelo Ball was well-deserving of Rookie of the Year. He did get hurt midway through. I think next year he can be just as good, if not better, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up having as good of a year, if not better, and so if he can get closer and closer to being an all-star, then that is where um, I would hope to see him go. I think he cannot be an all-star yet, but I think if he can keep getting closer, and at least in the conversation, then that's a perfect situation for him and for his representation and his standing in the league and with the Hornets. Chicago Bulls. Will they have a good season with all these new acquisitions, or will it take time to get everything in order. So I think that the Bulls will make the playoffs. And I think they're going to have a good season, but it won't be a great season. And my reason behind that is they're a new group in theory. Vucevic has only been there for a half a season. You have now two new starters in DeRozan and uh, Lonzo Ball. It's one of those things where you need at least a year to kind of get your bearings together and kind of see where things work, how your team goes. Maybe they have some sort of a, you know... Uh, great season where they make the Eastern Conference Finals and things work out better than expected. But I don't think they're really going to be, you know, having the best year. I think they'll be a playoff team for sure. But I don't think they're going to be like, you know, fighting for the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. And they're probably going to lose in the first round, maybe the second round if they're lucky. Just because they need a year to get everything in order. And if they decide that Patrick Williams isn't the best fit or Kobe White then they can make those moves and get themselves back to being um, a complete group. And if they do work out, then next season go full force and see where you're at. Next up is the Toronto Raptors. So Toronto Raptors, will they rebuild or will they compete? So the Raptors are one team that have to probably take a play from the Orlando Magic book of plays. Which is, last year Orlando did a fire sale of a lot of their great players and basically told the league, hey, we were good, we made the playoffs, we're done, we're rebuilding, right? So, if you look at Orlando, they're going for that rebuild. 
Toronto seems like a team that has been clinging to this hope of, you know, let's try and compete again. They did win a championship, but slowly they've lost players and it's gone from a championship team to not that. And so to me, I think they're still clinging on to this hope that maybe they could be a championship team. And that's just not how it's going to work. And I think Toronto Raptors fans are at a point where they're like, if we go down this road and we go for a rebuild, who knows if we're going to get back out of it. Because they're not the greatest destination to play basketball. I mean, it's Toronto, it gets cold, you're in a whole other country, which is a whole customs situation every time you, you go and play the rest of the NBA. Most of the NBA players are American, and a lot of um, you know issues could arise with uh, traveling back and forth. It's not the greatest place, it's not Miami, it's not uh, Los Angeles. They got to, you know, in my opinion, start the rebuild because there's a much better group of teams ahead of them. But who knows what they're going to do. Um, they might just say, we can still, you know, do it. We got Siakam, OG, Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes. Maybe they're like, let's go for it. But I don't really think that's going to happen. Or I think it should be a rebuild, not going for the playoffs. Cavaliers, will the Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley pair actually work? So it sounds like Jared Allen and Mobley are your starting power forward and your starting center. Honestly, that's probably not going to work just because if you watch what Indiana's done with Turner and Sabonis, it's been good but not great, and they don't fit too well together. And so both of these guys are guys who are traditional centers playing the power forward. And maybe this wasn't the best draft choice for a team like the Cavaliers, but this is the way they went. And this is kind of, unfortunately, their situation. I thought they should have gotten Scotty Barnes because I think they do need sort of a 3-4 combo and he would have been a much better fit. And I also think Mobley would have been a better fit in Toronto because they do need a starting center. But I don't think this pairing is going to work at all. Next up, Orlando. What is Orlando going to do now? So Orlando has a bunch of bigs. They have this situation with Fultz, Cole Anthony, and now Jalen Suggs. They have Terrence Ross, who doesn't fit this rebuilding team. What are they going to do now? So my guess is at the trade deadline, they're going to get rid of Terrence Ross to a playoff team that is willing to take him on. I wouldn't be surprised if a team like Boston, who has a TPE, gets involved, or a team like Dallas or Indiana. Uh, I don't really know where he'll go, but I think by the deadline, he'll get traded. I think you know they might have to consider moving Fultz if they want Jalen Suggs, the shooting guard. I don't know. I think they uh, have to kind of figure out who their starting lineup is and then go from there and kind of fill in their cracks where they need to. Mo Bamba probably has to get moved because he's just not playing and he just doesn't do well. Maybe a new change in scenery is the right move. I don't know, but they'll have to try something different and see if it works. But I don't think they're going to be good at all. Detroit Pistons. Is Jeremy a Grant getting moved? So I think they're going to stick with Grant once again, but I don't know if he's going to want to be there if they keep losing and keep getting the top seed in the NBA draft. You know, this guy had a breakout year, and you can, you know, argue that, oh, they don't have any superstars, so he's just taking on that load, and maybe he won't be 23 points a game in another spot like Denver or Portland or Los Angeles, but... I think that uh, they're going to try it again, and I think he's going to stick around, and he's going to have a close to all-star level season, and he's going to be a good player for them. And then next year, maybe they decide, hey, we're going to trade him. We'll see what happens. Western Conference. 
Utah Jazz. Can the Utah Jazz be the number one seed again? They can, but it's going to be the Lakers. They're the, you know, front runners in my opinion. Utah is probably two, three, or four. Just uh, right there. Phoenix Suns. Can they make the NBA Finals again? So I think they can, but I don't know if they will. Um, and I think the Lakers are probably going to make the NBA Finals just because of the way their team is put together. So um, most likely that's my situation. But the Suns probably have the second best odds in the West to me. Denver Nuggets. How far can the Denver Nuggets go? So their roster is pretty much the same with their starting group. I think they got some good bench players. I'd probably say that the farthest they can go is the second round. But most likely could be the first round that they get knocked out depending on how things go. Los Angeles Clippers. Will they be a top three team this season? No, they won't because Utah, Phoenix, and the Lakers are my top three and the Lakers are number one. Phoenix is number two and number three is the Utah Jazz. So unfortunately, they're not top three and who knows where they'll be. They'll probably be five, six in my book. Who knows? Next up is the Dallas Mavericks. Will Kristaps Porzingis get moved? The answer to that question is probably not. I don't know if he has a ton of value. He is young. I think Dallas is going to hold on to him, hope he gets healthy, and then hope he gets you 20 points a game and 10 rebounds a game and is like a dominant big, which we've seen flashes of it. But I don't really think he's going to be that good um, enough to get moved. I think teams don't want to take on that contract. Portland. Is Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum going to get traded? So... The Portland Trailblazers are never going to trade Damian Lillard because they want him around. And Portland might be one of those teams that just doesn't give up. Sort of like Washington in the sense that they keep Bradley Beal around even though he shouldn't be there. Portland shouldn't have Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard should have been on a better team somewhere else by this point in his career. Obviously, that's not the case. Dame's going to stick around. He's friends with CJ. CJ's going to stick around. They're not moving anyone, which is not the right move. But hey... That's their choice, not mine. Will the Los Angeles Lakers win it all? And the answer to that is probably. Um, they got the best shot in the Western Conference. And unless Brooklyn's not 100% healthy, they are probably going to, you know, win everything. If the Brooklyn Nets are 100% healthy, then maybe they fight. And maybe that's a different story. But I think the Lakers have the best odds and probably will win it all, unfortunately. Because I'm not a Lakers fan at all and I don't like them. But, hey, they're a good team. Memphis Grizzlies. How will the Grizzlies get under the 15-man roster? And who gets traded in that process? So, if you don't know, the Memphis Grizzlies have a whole host of players that are sitting around. And at this moment, aren't on, uh, you know, long-term contracts. Um, but they have, um, I think at this point, they have like 18 players. And so they have to get rid of a few of them. So, who are the most likely names? So, they've mentioned... Dylan Brooks could get traded. Kyle Anderson could get traded. My best guess on who's getting kind of the axe. Rondo, he's going to get released. They're probably going to get rid of uh, John Concher, um, who's uh, been with the team for a little while. And then they could get rid of either Sam Merrill or Daniel Atoru, who were recently traded to the team. My guess is one of those two gets uh, released. Probably Daniel Atoru, um, but I don't know for sure. So they can knock out a few players in that, in that regard. Um, so that's uh, so that's that. 
Next question is uh, the uh, Warriors. Will they trade their young players and draft picks for a star to go along with Steph, Clay, and Draymond? So the answer to that is probably not, just because I don't think there's any offer out there that is going to come about. I think that there are good role players, but I don't think they're going to make those moves because there's a part of me that believes that they're not going to move on from James Weissman or Moses Moody or Kamunga unless there's like a Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal top tier player available, Ben Simmons type, because to me, they still want to have a future when Ben Simmons uh, is still in Philly, Bradley Beal somewhere else, Damian Lillard somewhere else, and Steph Clay and Draymond are... Um, you know, retired or close to retirement. And, you know, they don't want to kind of get another average player in, like an Andrew Wiggins type player, when they could just hold on to this stuff and, you know, maybe in three years, these guys be the future of their team. So if a big, big, big name were to come available, like Carl Anthony Towns or Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, then they definitely, you know, pull the trigger. But that's a few and far between, probably not happening anytime soon. San Antonio Spurs, what will the San Antonio Spurs do with this group? And uh, we are going to look at that. So, just with the San Antonio Spurs, the first thing I want to say is that I think Greg Popovich is nearing the end of his tenure as the head coach. Not because of anything other than he's old and he is going to retire. So that is where I see him going not too far into the future. In terms of the team, I think they're a rebuilding team. They have to try and fight for the number one seed in the draft because they're not a team that's going to compete. The East is very dominant. The West is very dominant. They got to go for, you know, go for um, the lottery. Sacramento Kings. Is De'Aaron Fox the odd man out? So here's my thing. I think Buddy Heald is the odd man out, but he's very hard to trade because I don't know if teams are 100% interested. There are a lot of teams who would be interested in De'Aaron Fox, and if your plan is to go with um, Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton, then he might have to be the guy that gets moved because I think they're not going to want to have all these guards on their team. And I don't think Halliburton, Mitchell, and De'Aaron Fox are worthy enough to be point guard, shooting guard, and small forward because you know those guys are point guards, and you're going to have to play one at the shooting guard. So uh, I think most likely Fox is going to be your odd man out in this case, and then he might get traded uh, to a team that needs a point guard, and maybe the, the Sacramento Kings get some sort of wing that could help them out. Minnesota Timberwolves. Do they take a step forward, or do they take a step backwards? So I think they're going to be around where they are, maybe slightly better, only because I think you know another year of D'Angelo Russell with Carl Anthony Towns. You have another year of Anthony Edwards, who's supposedly going to get better you have uh Jaden mcdaniels you have some other pretty solid role players you're not going to be a great team you're not going to be a playoff team but if they can take steps in the the right direction then i think that's the best situation for them and that's where they go oklahoma city thunder will they cash in on some of their draft picks or will they keep these picks and go in this direction that they're heading so at some point, Sam Presti is going to have to realize that having like 15 first-round draft picks is not going to work. And so at some point, they're going to have to cash in on some of these and potentially trade the picks away for better picks in the draft or potentially trade the picks away for an established player. 
Now they are not at a part of this um, rebuild where they can go out there and add in superstars. So the best case scenario is keeping these picks around for a little bit and then gradually moving up in the draft. So let's say Oklahoma City gets the third pick, using some of these picks to move up to number one. Or if they get like the eighth pick, moving some of these picks up to get, you know, the fifth pick in next year's draft or whatever. They could try and make a trade for Colin Sexton and potentially make something happen with that if they want to pay him and maybe Cleveland doesn't. So OKC could move on from some of their picks for someone like that or maybe go after like a Cole Anthony or a Markel Fultz uh, and try something, you know, give up draft picks for that. But at the moment, probably keep their picks and move on from there. You know, they can't keep trading picks back, you know, if they have the 18th pick in the draft next year from one of their trades, they can't just keep trading back and trading back. Eventually, they'll have to trade out or trade up to get a better pick overall. Houston, will Eric Gordon or John Wall get traded? So Eric Gordon probably will, John Wall probably not, just because John Wall is a big contract. And I don't really see that taking place. And so, um, yeah, I think... Eric Gordon gets traded. John Wall sticks around for the time being. 